You're listening to Ignite Your Success, a podcast that inspires fitness professionals to build a strong business that enables them to serve more people and engineer the lifestyle they desire. It's Brad Shepard here, and together with Jason Yabanowicz, we're best known for running Trainer HQ, a community of passionate and profit-hungry fitness business owners that make a massive difference in others' lives every day. Each episode will unpack for you exactly what's working and deliver best practice strategies so you can confidently grow your business and make a huge impact. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Ignite Your Success podcast. And I'm joined by my business partner, Mr. Jason Urbanowicz. That's pretty. I like that. Were you expecting that? No, I was something a bit more upbeat like this. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that is quite upbeat. That is very mystical, that first one. Yeah. Brother man, mate, we've got some exciting stuff to speak about today. And it starts with you. There's a focus on you. And I'd like to learn a lot about you. Well, I know a lot about you, get to see you on a daily basis. But um, there's a lot of people who've tuned in, you know, they've been in our community, clients of ours. They might might not know too much about Mm. your background and so forth. So, I mean, prior to us launching Trainer HQ 15 odd years ago, Matt, you had a uh, your background is in many ways in the area of you know personal development, emotional intelligence, and so forth. So, first things first, can you explain a bit about like what got you into that space and and what was the catalyst for you to sort of go down that path, so to speak? The um, the, the first bit was enough pain, so that was that's uh, an easy one to explain. You so get that in here every day. I get a lot of pain every time I'm around you, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of pain though um, Your pain doesn't go away um, With this one could uh, It's like a growth <laughs> now I don't know what I'm fucking talking about uh, Pain So there was a point in my mid-twenties Where I started to notice that I was getting anxiety Not that I knew that at the time And I certainly wouldn't have described like that Felt a bit lost, um, a depression started to creep in and I really had no sense of direction or where I was going with my life. For the most part, I think when I was 20, my mantra would be, oh, I'm going to get serious when I turn 30. Mm. Serious about everything, that is. Like <laughs> uh, r- really putting the effort into you know running my business the way I know I could have. Mm. Set myself up financially, you know, all those things. So, of course, as I started to get close to 30, <laughs> that was probably what would would bring on the anxiety and, you know, the depression going, well, now I've got to get serious. But I really didn't know what I was you know, doing. So there's a lot more to it, but that was really what then got me into um, seeking out help. And as a young male, especially I'm 49 this year, there wasn't a lot of education around talking about your emotions, yep. how you're feeling, if you weren't coping. Typically, the inverted lesson was you were weak or weren't coping. Mm, especially uh, f- uh, especially for a male? For a male, and uh, again, in our era, mm. um, especially that was the case. So not that that was what was told, but that was that's the impression you got growing up. So the, my biggest hurdle at that point was asking for help. Mm. And I would go to doctors and uh, they would say, mate, I think you're really stressed, um, depressed, 
you know, all this stuff and I'm going, I didn't want to hear any of that. And I went, fucking bullshit. I said, mm. there's something physically wrong with me. Let's do some more blood tests. And I heard it time and time again until I, I certainly realised that, okay, yeah, th- this is something that is happening and I need to get uh, it addressed. So I started seeking out um, professional help, counsellors, psychologists, all that stuff. And I just was disheartened with uh, the lack of progress. Mm. And getting any type of uh, headway through feeling better, so that that's what got me into it. And typically, it's one or two things. You you know, you're in enough pain, or you have enough dissatisfaction, or desire, or both. So, mm. I, I was I was in probably the lowest spot that I was, just in the way I was feeling. And you know, the options were um, one option was not a very positive one, mm. and that was like. I had considered uh, suicide, not to a great degree, but you know anyone who's been in that state knows that it's not the answer, but they want the pain to go away. Yes. So, but I went. That's not really an option for me. That's not what I want to do. So then I, you know, went. I need help. Mm. Um, so, but then my first business mentor at the time, he introduced me to a guy named Paul Blackburn who um, I had an opportunity to go and meet and I connected with him straight away and the philosophies that he was talking to me about and the, the emotional intelligence part. And he was a lot older as well, so I, I liked the fact that he'd been there, done it, had a lot of wisdom. Uh, I just connected with him and then I got to learn more about this thing called emotional intelligence and you know goal setting and the mindset and beliefs and behaviours and that you could really change the direction of your life if you had the right tools to do so. Yeah, and you, you had a hurdle. Um, first of all, first hurdle to overcome was just to get down there because you're in Brisbane, Paul was in Canberra. Mm. You weren't earning a lot of money back then. Tell us a bit about that part. Yeah, um, when I did meet him, he was on holidays on the Gold Coast and he was there for like, I think, one more day. And mm. um, it was one of those things I talk about going, I could have went, ah, no, don't worry about it. But I went to Andrew said, fuck it, yep, give me his details, I'll call him and if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. So I went down and of course in that meeting, you know, like anybody, if you've just come across somebody for, for whatever reason, you just know mm. that you connect well with this person. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen a lot of other people and no, 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 and a lot of mm. other so-called gurus and experts in that field and yep. nothing really resonated, but Paul did. Uh, so he did off and then he, he started explaining to me how we could work together potentially. Mm. And like you said, he lived in Canberra, outside thirty minutes outside of Canberra, and uh, on about two or three hundred acres, I believe. And you're right; at that time, because of uh, the state I was in, my business really declined. Yeah. At that point, uh, and then when I decided that I was going to do work with Paul, uh, that was part of the commitment was to be able to get down there at least once a month. You mm. know, so you know. <laughs> the coaching had started before I'd even done anything with him because now I'm thinking, fuck, okay, I've got to, my budget's not there, but now I've got to get the money to fly down there, yep. invest in the actual coaching, coaching with itself. him. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for that because it got me to be resourceful enough and Paul was really checking to see how serious I was about yep. doing this because we could have done it over the phone or yeah. I think Skype was around back then. Uh, but he, he goes, no, I want you to come down at mm. least once a month yeah. and we're going to do a whole day together yep. and yep. work on this. And we did other stuff over the phone, but that was part of the commitment. 
Yeah, absolutely. And back then, I imagine you would have, you know, potentially would have been some resistance and, and, and some some things you had to overcome just to, like you say, get through that first stage, even just to get there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, in terms of making it happen financially. Yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, for me, I guess, like I was in enough pain. So this is why I say, people in this country or mm. first world countries, typically. Unless there's enough desire, dissatisfaction, people won't do anything. Mm. They do fuck all, and so because I was in enough pain, yeah, it, it it was easy at yes. that point. You know, what got me to that point was I was just not doing anything prior. Yep. Was staying in the comfort zone and doing the bare minimum. That's what got me to that point, and mm. that's why I say to people, don't wait until you're on the watercliff's edge before you start acting. Yeah, see the signs. I saw the signs. I just didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so selling my car and you know getting getting um, some money that I asked from, uh, to borrow, uh, that was the hardest part. Asking yeah. to borrow the money, um, but I just backed myself and I just went, look, if I if I can't make this investment of, I think it was around about eighteen grand or something. Yeah. In total, I worked out it was going to cost me coaching yeah. flights, all that stuff. I go, if I'm not prepared to back myself to do that then mm. what the hell am i doing yeah yeah you know, i'd spent more on cars and holidays and all that shit previously yeah it's a good philosophy so, to have isn't it yeah so i did that and uh i find once you do that and you commit uh then there's no turning back you mm. know mm. for me especially so the money the money really I, it wasn't the issue it was like where do i want to be in five years time and ten years time and yep. you know do I want a family? And I'm certainly not going to be doing that the way I am now. Yeah. So who do I want to grow into? And if that's not worth investing, which I consider now an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. Probably at the time I would have thought shit, but I look back now and go, that was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone wants a crystal ball, but was it a good decision? You bet. Yeah. To where I am now, where I've been for a long time, it was the best thing I ever did. So you you entered into that uh, situation and you, and you got you know worked on yourself personally and then ultimately that led you to be you know move more into that space. Can you just tell us a bit about like what the journey you went on and uh, some of the things you had to uh, I guess encounter along the way and then what what got you to the point of being able to help and assist others? Yeah, I'm, I think any time you you come across something that has a significant shift or impact in your life uh, after you do the work on yourself to get to that point i mean not always but you want to share it with others mm. um and so for me i think with sometime within the starting in the six months i started to get uh, some really great benefits you know obviously the anxiety went away I, I was able to like get out of the depression of how super motivated clear out of sense of direction and purpose all these things uh, I felt like I had some tools and I started to reprogram myself differently. I, I put a lot of time, energy and effort into doing that, yeah. um, which was uh, invaluable. It, it was at that point that I remember saying to Paul, uh, and Paul uh, and Paul had been one of the premier guys in Australia back in the 80s um, doing the firewalks and you know the emotional intelligence space. Maybe not the Anthony Robbins of Australia, but he was certainly up there and heading that way. Sure. Had young family, so he wanted to spend time. That's why they moved from Sydney to Canberra on a farm um, to, to be the dad first. Went yeah. back in the corporate world. Anyway, long story short, he was now – the kids were older. He was getting back into running more events and general public stuff again. And I just said, well, uh, 
is there an opportunity for me to use all the methods, techniques and their coaching modules and, and training programs to do that up here in, in Queensland? And that's how it started. Yeah. And he said, yes. He said, um, you, you, you know, I'm certainly interested in attaining that idea. Um, like any good mentor, he goes, you're not quite there yet, so let's mm. complete your rest of your six months. So I had to do all these in-depth, um, four-day, really deep emotional healing workshops for a year. Yeah. Uh, again, that was back down in Canberra. They had a self-purpose um, facility on their property. And so there was a lot of there was a lot of my own clearing away of my own baggage, my own stuff, and you know, rebuilding myself up um, before doing that. That period happened, and then the deal was um, Paul said, "Look, here's a deal. Uh, I will come up once a month for a week, mm. and he would stay at our place. You find the clients." Yeah. You sell them in and I'll come in, do the the sessions. Mm. You sit in on those sessions yeah. so you can learn and then we can recap afterwards, ask questions. So that's that was the way it kicked off. Yeah. And so I had a good ability to sell and go out there and make it happen. This is no social media, mind you. This yeah. is like looking at my network connections. Who do I know that may be interested in having meetings at coffee shops, mm. you know, doing all this stuff to um, – to have a really full week of clients that he could come up and um, you know do the session, so I could then learn the craft yep. on the fly, which is a rare thing. You would it'd be rare that you'd see that in this day and age. That's right. It's um it's fascinating that journey, and and over the course of of that time, you know, obviously it, it enabled you to develop those skill sets, and um, I guess that's you know that's something I've observed. I've learned um, absolutely shitloads from yourself uh, in the in the journey we've had together, um, and I guess you probably see out there like uh, people you know go along to a weekend course or do something or whatever. And all, yeah. all due respect, I think it's great that people are investing in their own personal growth and so forth, but. It uh, in the space of let's call it life coaching or whatever the name might be. It's um, you know in some ways I see it as potentially a bit risky that some people are out there, uh, especially there's people out there that probably need help um, yeah. and people maybe don't have the tools. Could you comment on what you're uh, what you've observed over the years? Uh, yeah, I would agree that. <sighs> I talk about this cough and I have people going to me, why don't you share your story more about this? Because nowadays people do a weekend course or, you know, and they're a life coach after this and they haven't got their own shit sorted. And I go, yeah, I would do it. But like, you know, I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah. Um, the, but the reality is, 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 yes, things have been come watered down. There's been a real business in the idea of selling courses and life coaching courses and typically attracts people that, of course, they, they want better for their life. Sure. But, but they haven't probably got a lot of their own stuff sorted. And while they might have learned some techniques and methods and things like that, it's it's very watered down and I, I think it is risky. Mm. And the one thing that Paul uh, taught all of us and all the people he did teach because, you know, like again, I'm given the snapshot. I, I followed that guy around for years. Like yes. my apprenticeship was four year, at least four years. Like, oh, was I working? Yeah, I was doing that stuff. But I consistently yeah. did yep. a, a good four or so years solid of what I've been explaining, you know, going to all their workshops, repeating them, then helping, assisting. People just aren't going to do that this day and age. They're just not prepared. No. But I, 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 wanted, I knew I had a responsibility and, and Paul would go, you, you got to know where your lane starts and finishes, you know. And some, yeah. unfortunately, some people do these live coaching courses on NLP or whatever and I'm not criticising those things, but the people who do them have to be understanding that you can't help everybody and you, you know where your skill set lies and I think that's where it becomes dangerous. Yes, and Paul would 
would um, when we were teaching other people to become coaches, we would purposely arrange that to see, okay, give scenarios, how would you help people in this case? And of course, everyone, because if you do that kind of work, you are somebody who likes to help others. Mm. We would set them up to go, well, no, you could not help that person. That's a legal matter. There's this and that. But they were already so deep into going, yeah, I'd be able to help that person. I'd be able to help this person. Yeah. So it's unregulated, firstly. Yes. Um, and yeah, I guess it's, it, it is, it can be quite dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And uh, that skill set that you possess when you approach me about us commencing Trainer HQ, we're probably going on to 17 years ago now when you, you came to me with the, the concept. We were both in the fitness industry. We were doing well in our own fitness businesses. Um, you'd had this tremendous amount of uh, background and knowledge in this area. And really, that's been the catalyst behind Trainer HQ. We, we have, you know, the way I explain it to many people, we've got these two main parts. We've got the, the business systems, the process, the structure, the support, that part. And then we've got the, the other part, which is, I guess, the business mindset, the emotional intelligence. And so can you, you know, explain to people listening, what, why is this emotional intelligence so important in business and someone running a business? <laughs> uh, it, if it was just about the knowledge, we'd all be sorted. Mm. So if it was about how to do lead generation, how to run a business, set your structure, your KPIs, so there is a shit ton of information out there about all that stuff. And we say to our seminars, we go, well, we could just give you all of our content, resources, and off you go, you'd be right. Yeah. But there'd be about 5% of people that would be able to do that. Mm. The rest of them don't. If you look at people who buy books on wealth creation and business and with the best intentions to buy that book, to read it, to put it in a place that don't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, most people, you know, getting past the first page, oh. the first chapter is is uh, an achievement. Getting through to the end of the book is is also amazing. And then those that go on to implement it, even the percentage yeah. would drop significantly. Yeah, I know people go, oh, I've, I've, I listened to 50 audio books this year. I go, well, whip de do. I said, how much, <laughs> of the, how much of that 50, those 50 books did you put in a play? Oh, none. I go, so you've acquired a little bit of knowledge, which you've probably forgotten anyway. Yeah. And you've done nothing with it. So yeah. if it was just about the knowledge, we'd all be sorted. But it's really what's going on between your ears. So your beliefs is where it's at. Yeah. So why it's so important is that we don't get taught again growing up to look at, okay, what's my emotional relationship or my beliefs around allowing myself to earn the amount of money I want to make? What's your relationship with money? Mm. What's my, you know... Did you have anyone that was in business growing up? No. My parents were like, worked a job. Okay, so what were the lessons you got taught about business? Did you did you inadvertently get taught that it's risky, it's hard, yeah, it's stressful, you go broke? But but no one really does that or asks themselves those questions before getting into business. They go, oh, I'll get into business, it'll be great. Mm. And then wonder why they sabotage. So the knowledge is critical. We know you've got to learn business knowledge. You've got to build up your acumen. You've got to know how to have structure. All that stuff's really important. Yep. But in the same token, you, you really need to flash the torch on an inside of going, what are my beliefs around being successful in business? Because if you don't, I guarantee what's going to happen and you're going to self-sabotage mm. real quick. Mm. And we see that, right? So, like, let's take a, a, a great example. Let's get down to the granular part. We go, all right reaching out to, you know, prospective um, leads or, you know, finding a way to acquire a new client in your fitness business. So there's going to be a, a conversation that happens. There's the, there's the logical part that says, all right, well, part of my job is to, is to you know, acquire these leads, is to reach out, is to have some sort of structured 
introductory phone call, it might be meeting somebody in person, it might be sending some sort of messenger or SMS or all the above. But then there could be the internal dialogue and, you know, could you describe like, what, what might be some of the things that trip people up in this instance? Oh, about making it like outreach yeah. calls? Well, I mean, fear rejection is a big one, right? Yes. So, but, but most people say that, oh, they might acknowledge that. But really underneath it, when I was doing my counselling work and I, I would get through all the stories and we've heard it all. Yeah. So we've heard every story known to man, you know, when they um, – when we speak to potential people we're going to work with about why they haven't done X, Y, Z. But at the bottom line, it's like, I don't want more evidence that I'm not good enough. Yes. So I make this call. Sure, people go, oh, yeah, fear of rejection. But that's still a surface-level thing. Mm -hmm. Underneath it all is, well, the reason you're concerned about all well, you've got a fear of rejection is, mm. and once I start asking that question and breaking it, breaking it down... I might have to guide it, but it'll be some version of because I don't want more evidence that I'm not good enough. Mm. Because otherwise, you would do it. That's right. If you had full self acceptance yep. of yourself, warts and all, you you wouldn't be concerned about being rejected or having someone not agree with you or go shit that much. I'm not paying that. Yeah. If you had full self acceptance, which most people don't, we've all got to work on that. Yeah. So. People will avoid doing anything that might remotely trigger off or take them back to when they were younger or some instance when there was a decision made that I'm not good enough. So my yep. main objective is to keep myself safe. Mm. And what does a 10-year-old know about running a successful business? Because ultimately that's what's happening. Mm. So we create uh, survival mechanisms as a kid to get through life. I'm probably going a bit off here, but it's relevant to the fact that our personality is not who we really are. It's a collective of habits and behaviours to keep ourselves safe. Mm. And so you carry that through to adulthood and now there's time to reach out to a lead or prospect the gym floor. There's an emotion that's going to get triggered off, I guarantee you. Mm. When I've got to go and I want to go and speak to that person, you know, the fear of going over. What we'll hear is, oh, I don't want to interrupt them. Mm. I don't want to bother them. They're working out. Yeah, they've got the headphones on or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah, let's get cut straight. That's crap. The real truth is, is that you won't allow yourself to go over there because you're the way you feel. If you go over there and it doesn't go the way you hope it does, yeah, then you don't want to experience that feeling. It's going to reinforce to you. Maybe you had a conscious level. You're not even aware of it, but at an unconscious level, and people listening to this will know. I go, yep, that's what's happening. I go, I don't want to ever instead of. Not good enough. Yeah. Because that's the big journey, right? Asking a girl out on a date. Yep. It's a big It's a big walk, <laughs> you know? So. It's And anyone listening to this, uh, you might be going, hey, I don't walk the gym floor or whatever. The, the, really, this is a metaphor for, you know, to, Correct. To, to take that scenario, transfer it to anything in business. Putting where, your prices up. Yeah. Uh, putting, uh, putting your rates up, you know? Um, we see it all the time. Right? And we experienced it. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, so... It, it, all that making a, a outbound call, having a difficult difficult conversation with a the client. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, that example is a metaphor. There's so many things when we need to put ourselves to be in a vulnerable position. Yeah, for the most part, if you haven't done work in this area, yeah, and you don't know how to manage yourself emotional intelligence wise, mm. understanding it's okay to feel that way because the truth will set you free. You rather express it or suppress it. Yeah. Even to go, like, the way I'm feeling is, I'm fearful that I will 
get rejected and mm. I, and that'll mean I don't feel good. Okay, well, what do I want to do with that? Mm. Well, that's not the truth. What I want to do is, okay, feel it, express it. Okay, well, what do you actually want to do now given a choice? Well, I am going to go over there and I am going to start that conversation up. I'm going to use the skill set that I learnt from the guys at Trainer HQ or whoever yeah. so I can actually implement that stuff rather than just being knowledge. I know what to do, but I'm just not doing it. Yeah. So that's where the emotional intelligence part's critical. Because how many times people go, yeah, I know that, yeah, but you're not doing it. Why? Well, I don't know. Yeah, you do, <laughs> but you, you just haven't had a chance to be truthful enough or have someone guide you to get to that point. So I guess that's a that's a basic breakdown of it. Yeah, it's it's super cool. And as you as you um, relate like that, it makes clear sense to me. The other part is, as we've seen now for, for, you know, for the whole time we've been running this business is that if you've got a heartbeat – um, it's pretty certain that there's going to be things that you'll need to address and overcome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, we, we, we 200 plus people joining the program every year. We see all, all walks, all shapes, sizes, different business models, income levels, all the rest of it. And um, I'd, I'd say we haven't observed anyone, uh, at, speaking for ourselves included, that yep. we got, that person's got it fucking 100% together. No. <laughs> um so that part we find uh, incredibly fascinating, and um, yeah, it's the, it's really that that lifelong journey. In your opinion, back to business and the emotional intelligence part, how how important is the mindset, and how important is this in running a business? Yeah, it's it. If I had to put it in order, and this is, I guess, what I did, I I went the other way around. So, but my. My advice is to do both at the same time. It, it's it's everything. So you got to combine the two. Yep. But again, it's everything. Those who invest in the emotional intelligence part will will surpass the people who don't. Yeah. And, and, and look at the studies. You know, anyone that's go and Google if you haven't. The difference between someone's success based on their emotional intelligence versus their IQ. I know plenty of smart people, and I'm my partner's one of them. Way smarter than intellectual, like degrees coming out of a backside. Would love to start a business mm. that holds holds itself back, mm. you know. Um, so we're working on the emotional intelligence part to un unprogram all her conditioning about go to uni, get a get a really good job, stay in that, work hard, all that stuff, right? Mm. Versus over in a, over here in a business where Probably part of my blessing was I didn't do that good at school. <laughs> so <laughs> having a really high-paying job was never going on the cards for me unless I really didn't want to go back to uni, which I could have done. Yes. But realised that that's, that wasn't for me. So it, business is the best personal development program on the planet, as we often say, because it puts right in front of you all the things that you need to overcome and be better at. Mm. Starting a family, having kids will do it as well. Be yeah, getting up and speaking in front of people, that's another way to really accelerate your growth. <laughs> if you, again, if you have right people, the right people around you yep. to help you because you can become a parent, be a shipman and be a shipman forever and past what you learn onto your kids, you can get in a business and run, do that really shitty too. Yep, yep. You, be, you can be driving for 30 or 40 years and correct. do that terribly. That doesn't mean that you've used it to its advantage. So mm. why I say it's the best pro personal program on the planet, because if you're open and receptive and you want to grow, mm. then it's a good opportunity to do so. Otherwise, we see people who make excuses. Oh, it's the market, this area. 
oh, people don't have money to spend. Like they're making they're making comments like it's factual. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no one in this area is going to spend that much money. Yeah, have you asked everyone? Yeah, no. Well, you don't know. Um, the reality is, is how much have you actually done on your mindset, your beliefs, your emotional intelligence, and learning about business? And normally the answer is, I don't need the answer. I know what the answer is already. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, to the way someone talks tells me everything about that person. Yeah, and that part's highly liberating too. It sets, sets somebody free. So it's like, all right, when I when I so I, I, I can address this. No longer can I point the fingers. No longer can I blame. No longer can I use other reasons why uh, the success uh, is not happening. It's it's down to the fact of the matter is they're going all right. It's it's all on me, you know. Yep. And that part is 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 really great because it's um you know you, we see so many people trapped in this concept of of you know spinning their spinning their wheels in many ways, yep. you know, looking for the blame game, all the rest of it. And um, it can be as, as simple as just going, hey, I accept the position I'm in, I accept responsibility for it. Because it's easy to blame because you don't have to change. Like, so when, you know, like there's plenty of people like the idea of becoming successful, but they don't like the idea of what it takes to get there. Same with getting into shape. People mm. like, oh, I'd love to be a, you know, fitter, healthier, you know, leaner. They like the idea of it, mm. but not so much the doing. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's what happens when people are going towards a goal. They've got to understand, well, who do I need to become in the process to allow myself to have that, which is what you said in one of them. You know, be truthful, be honest. The truth will set you free. Like, yep. this is on me. The truth of the matter is that I haven't done the work. I haven't put the time in. I haven't got myself a mentor. I haven't invested in myself. I don't yep. know about sales. I haven't learned about lead gen or marketing. I haven't done any of that kind of stuff. So we'll go and do all that or just keep blaming everything yep. else. Yeah. Yep. And there becomes that gap between, you know, stimulus and response. Yeah. You go, all right, cool. If, you know, if, this, if something surfaces, do I have the ability to step back and to, you know, assess the situation, you know, sit back, understand it, you know, before I react. Um, and so that, that part's critical. Uh, my daughter, Sophie, I haven't told you just the other day, she went, out, uh, went to the volleyball regional tryouts. So put it into context, gang, she's 14, she's in grade nine at school, doing well at volleyball, got invited to this regional tryouts, went there, did it, got to the end of it and um, didn't get picked on the team. So she came back and she was very disappointed and she was like, I felt like I was putting in a great effort, I felt like talent was there, all that. And uh, she goes, it's unfair. And so we're having this chat and we go, okay, what do you mean by unfair? Anyway, in her words, it was just like, hey, explained everything and... We go, is there another word than unfair? Because there'll be a lot of things in life that won't feel fair. Mm. And uh, is there another word you could put to it? And uh, she's like, oh, you know, she's thinking. She goes, oh, it's an unfortunate situation. I go, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's an unfortunate situation. So instead of the unfair, the blame game, the poor me, the martyr, step on me, I'm mm. no good. I didn't do it. You know, it's like it was just unfortunate, you know. Mm. And so then uh, what that what did that lead her to do? I said, what's your action on the back end of here? And she goes, look, I'll probably have a chat to my coach and, um, you know, get a bit of an understanding. I said, so, you know, she tells me later, what did she do? Well, she reached out to the coach. She said, look, uh, first thing, she's I'm upset. I'm disappointed. Huh. But more importantly, I want some feedback. I want to know, hey, how can I get better at this and, and, and so forth. And that part there, I just that, that part blows me away to have that ability to step yeah. back and uh, assess the situation and then think about it constructively. Yeah, and that's such a powerful thing moving forward. 
because that's again back to that the habits you form as a young person yeah. uh, 14 even younger that can just carry through you know into the job oh it's unfair i missed out on the job or yeah. i didn't get the pay rise it's unfair and you're always a victim in it yeah but that doesn't lead you to become better and use it which is what you did and which is coaching 101 is ask a question you know not mm. telling you didn't tell her hey you should you shouldn't think like that yeah said, well, well what's what's another way you could look at it or view it so then she had the capability to stop and reflect and and then change the course of that whole experience yeah based on that one question you asked and uh, as a parent, I mean, fuck, you could have easily jumped on board. Oh, oh fucking yeah, no. right, yeah, honey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's so terrible. unfair. Yeah. You know, it's t- you're way better. Than, I wasn't even there. You know, <laughs> you're way better than everybody else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they were all probably shit. I know. I didn't see them, but they were definitely a lot shitter than you were. <laughs> <laughs> You've turned up to every session. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have a word of that coach. It's this bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, I could march on in there, couldn't yeah, I? Yeah. Big fucking tough dad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> All right, that leads us into the um, speaking now about, uh, you know, we call this the Ignite uh, podcast and how yep. that name uh, launch was from our Ignite Your Ultimate Success Summit. So, mm. you know, for the better part of uh, coming up to 12 years now, we've run our special event once a year. We call it the Ignite Your Ultimate Success Summit. And everything you've been speaking about is very mm. much contained in these events. So this one we've got coming up in, in June 2023. We're going to be in Bali doing it. So, just like your experience of Canberra and all the rest of it, why is it? Why would it be important for someone to get out of their natural habitat and get along to something like this? It's a great opportunity to again. I mean, you started leading to to stop, uh, have someone facilitate a space and an opportunity that's not only safe but encouraging, and that will give you a really good way, a really good pathway to see in yourself and others what you're really capable of. And that's rare in this day and age. But it's got to be done with the right people, and I'm, I'm saying I'm the right people, and yeah. so are you. Uh, Well-experienced, been there, done it. Mm. And you only want to do this stuff with people who have that life experience and track record. In my opinion, that's what I would be doing. Yes, uh, and has a proven track record of helping other people get immediate breakthroughs. So you're in a you're in an environment where you have to travel, and that was all based off what we'd seen. Like you know, you could just come locally, but you got to travel. There's heaps of benefit in doing that. Booking mm. flights, traveling to Bali, getting to the event. The magic happens even before you get there. Mm. You're already starting, your subconscious is already understanding that you're going somewhere and you're making an effort to make a a change because you want to be better. Mm. People don't understand that bit, they don't get it, but that's what happens. So you're now starting to think, I'm going here, I booked this, I'm taking time out of my business. You're fucking really serious about this. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an investment of time, energy and money. You're already priming yourself that you're going there uh, with some form of expectation that you want to be better. Yeah. And then it's full immersion. So you're in there with other people just like you, which again is rare out mm. there, to have truthful, honest an experience and then to tap into a part of you that probably has been laying dormant. And we want to awaken that up, hence the word ignite. Yeah. We, we want to ignite what has always been there, mm. but you've probably lost connection with it. Mm. And so if we can introduce yourself back to your inner power... And show you how to embrace that 
and leave behind the shit <laughs> that you turned up with. Mm. So the only bags you're taking home from that trip is the actual one you carried in your hand. <laughs> yeah. While there's going to be an ongoing journey, like you said, we we know and we see that people transform really quickly out of that once they have been given the space and the tools and the, the ability to do so. Yeah. So we want to dump as much baggage as we can in, in a particular time frame that we have in relation to what is important for them to leave there with so they can allow themselves to do the things that they've been holding themselves back with. If it's making more money, if it's, you know, having more ring relationships, if it's, you know, putting their prices up, if it's yeah. whatever it may be, yeah. we, we remove the stuff that's been holding them back so yeah. they can then move forward and, and feel confident, capable and ready to do that when they leave. Such a such a powerful thing and something we've seen. So when we re- rewind the clock, I had to write this down to remember them all. We did the very first one in 2011 on the Gold Coast. 2012, we went to did the first one in Bali. 2013, we did one on a cruise on the South Pacific. Yep. That was pretty cool. Jumped on a big cruise ship, ran the workshop on there. Back 2015, we were back in Bali. 2016, Thailand. 2017, we were back to Bali. Um, 2018 we were back in Thailand and 2019 was the last time we were in Bali so this is this has been an ongoing uh, thing like I said it's been an annual event you know every time we have 30 odd people come along and obviously we we had a bunch of people in for the 2020 COVID hit and we had to sort of readjust where we were going anyway back to Bali this year in 2023 and what exactly what you said there the observation that we have is that people come there they come open Yep. They come ready, and in many ways, they've made the decision that they are going to um, go, go. They're going to come along. They're going to fully immerse themselves in it and embrace it. More importantly, what we've get, we've had the privilege of seeing for you know the the ten events that we've ran over that time, is the end result of when people come back, and the, the type of stuff that we see occur. Um, I, I know, speaking personally, I'm, I'm never, I'm never surprised when that happens but i'm always impressed and amazed at the the results i see people have and you know they come back and their business thrives they have increases in revenue um, you know miraculously uh, things that they've been working on and and, and struggling with they get a positive result of and again my observation to everything that you've been speaking about today Mm. is is the end result of why all this stuff occurs yeah and we've had people that have done pretty much all of them yeah, you, you know, keep coming back for a reason, and and we talk about it. Like, I mean, and I don't know what these people do outside of that, but we manufacture this event and others throughout the year, where we call it the checkup for the, you know, the checkup from the neck up. Where yeah, if you're it's not cool concept, if you're not taking, if you're not doing it a minimum, you know, once, once a year, year to to get out and and yep. work it yourself, there's something dramatically wrong. You want to have your daily and weekly processes that you do. Mm. However, this is a whole new level, so that's why we do it. Mm. Is to manufacture that, and that's why people keep coming back. Yeah, it's um, and we, when we think about it, you know, we've got the, the yeah, go to Bali. You're in an yeah. absolutely stunning, you know, luxury accommodation at the Marriott. The food's off the map. The people are unbelievable. The immersive workshop, yeah. but then we've got everything that happens, you know, outside of that. You know, we've got, we've got that team bond, that team camaraderie, and we really just uh, we observe people coming yeah. alive. Yeah. yeah, we have the team workouts, uh, and then you know we culminate it all doing the the on Seminyak Beach at sunrise doing a fire walk. Now, we've mm. both done a number of fire walks. Mm. Again, it comes from your background, and uh, you've done many many of them over the years. But 
you know, tell us a bit about the firewalk for anyone that's interested and in, in, in how does this part all work and what's the, what's the, the, the purpose of it all? The, the firework is just a, an immediate uh, demonstration or activity that you can do something that you may have thought was impossible. Mm. So we do the training first and really that's what it is. It's the ability to go, right, all the training we just did, you know, you're talking about walking over hot coals, right? With a mm. part of your brain goes, that's not what we should be doing. <laughs> I'm going to be burnt, get my feet burnt here or it's going to be bad. So with the training and getting people into the right state of mind and the right state of being, that they can walk across this and their eyes is on the catcher and the catcher is the person at the end mm. that look directly at them. And that just represents a goal or a target in their life that they want to head towards. So you imagine that you want to make more money, but you're looking down at the hot coals and that, that is insecurities yep. that is self-doubt all the rest of it the logical brain's going fuck i'm gonna get burnt here correct so i've set the goal i'm feeling good i've set this this really great goal for whatever it is this year but internally the at an unconscious level the belief is that you're not good enough mm. you're not smart enough you'll never be able to do that and so you don't have that you don't have that many followers on instagram this goes on (laughs) so so and that's what happens and and so that's what mimics the firework so a lot of people see the firework i'm sure they go oh that'd be cool to do yeah but the psychology of it is that and that's what we teach so the only time i've seen someone maybe get um a blister or something is when they've looked down or they've doubted themselves and that's a representation of what happens when we go and set goals and targets. So those who don't even get through and they get themselves in that state where they've... And we always do that ceremony where we let go of whatever it is they were hanging on to that was a limiting belief. They get to burn it on the fire beforehand as a symbolic gesture of, right, no more am I going to hold myself back or I'm going to think in that limited way. Yeah. Then they get to change their state, which we can all do in an instant. Mm. And then they walk towards their goal with total conviction, power. And as you know, you can do it silently and have it internally or most people chant it out, whatever their new mantra, affirmation or word is, that they can then go forward and hit that goal. So that that person at the end will go to the fire, it actually represents whatever their goal and target is they want to achieve once they leave leave the event yeah yeah and our observation now we've you know we've collectively with our groups over the years we've we've taken hundreds of people over the firewalk and uh, again what we see is that unstoppable um, energy that unstoppable mindset and really that belief again the, the yeah. firewalk is a metaphor to go all right if i can do this what the fuck else can i do you know what i mean like it's like give it to me and yeah the the energy that we see so that you know we can't just describe highly enough the impact that these type of events have on people for all the above reasons agree and something you take forward with you if you you can always call back on it going yeah i never think i could do that either and i did that so <laughs> get myself in the right state do the same process use what i was taught yeah release the negative or limiting belief or the emotion yeah how do I want to feel? Let's get to that state. Connect up with that gold. Yeah. They're pretty boring, so. but these events, aren't they? They're not that much fun, are they? <laughs> nah, with all the uh, additional partying and all that stuff. and connect, Yeah, yeah it's, they're pretty boring. Uh, terrible. Terrible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have the shittest yeah. time. I can't believe we keep doing them. 
<laughs> if you are, if you definitely, if you're someone who just values all of the above, and especially that that human connection, going connecting with like-minded people yeah. who are on the same journey as you, have the same, you know, have the same aspirations and mindset, and it's just such a supportive group and such a supportive yeah. community. So, yeah, super cool. So let's um. Yeah, so those of you who want to find out more about it, you'll you'll hear about the ignite. If it's not twenty twenty three, come to a future event. We'll be, t- we, we'll, yeah. it's definitely up there on yeah. our highlight package of our most favourite things to run, and and we'll yeah. continue doing them into the future. That's for sure. Yeah. To wrap up, I guess um, it would be great just to sort of I guess provide people tuning into this with with something. Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's a thing they can do on the back end of this, which you know could impact them in a in a positive way in that mindset or in the emotional mm-hmm. intelligence space. What's what's something we could leave them with uh, from here? In terms of an action, one thing that I like to do, and it's very simple, and it's a, a, a way to really influence and uh, influence yourself to make positive change. Now, when typically when we're helping somebody else or ourselves, there, there can be a version of I should be doing this. And whenever we have some version of I should be doing this or you should be doing this, if I say that to you, Brad, you're going to have an internal handbrake that goes, well, fuck off. Yeah. Tell me what I should be doing. So I'll <laughs> give you six questions and I won't, I'm not going to go into great detail about it, uh, but I'll give you the six questions that you can use if you're finding that you're stuck and you're having trouble moving forward or you want to help somebody else who's stuck. So the first question you've been asking yourself is, why might I want to? and then insert whatever it may be. So we might go, why might you want to stop smoking? Let's just use that one as an example. Yeah. And your job is, if you're doing it with yourself, I would recommend writing it down, write your response down. If you're talking to somebody else, of course, they're going to verbalise it. Mm. So why might you want to stop smoking could be the example we're given here. They'll answer it. Yeah. And they will go, you, you will do it yourself or you'll listen to them you feel like they're really starting to connect up with maybe some of the reasons why it could be a good thing to do that. Yep. The next question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how ready or committed are you to doing that? Yep. 10 being obviously extremely committed, 1 being not. Now, if you were to give yourself a score out of 10, say 7, mm. The next question you'd ask yourself is, why didn't you pick a lower number? So mm. why would you say that? Well, because, again, it's helping to self-influence. It's, it's connecting your unconscious with your conscious part of the brain so they're not in conflict, right? So consciously you go, no, I really should stop smoking. Mm. Unconscious going, no, you're not. Yeah, this fucking never happened in Because you're an angry son of a bitch. Yeah. And that's why you're doing it. But uh, anyway, so you'd do that. If it was a lower score and it was four, mm. you would say, well, what's it going to take to get to the – five or six, which is conventional wisdom with that kind of exercise and that one to ten scale. Yeah. But I like that approach because, again, it's you're allowing your subconscious or unconscious brain to express, you know, either version. Yeah. Next question would be, if you were to do that, if you were to, if you were to stop, what might be some of the positive outcomes that you would experience from doing so? Mm. And you'd answer that question. Right, so again, you're now instructing your subconscious or if you're talking to somebody else, they would be getting an opportunity to do that, why they might want to influence without there being any resistance. Yeah. And that's the main thing is we, we want to avoid any resistance of you should be doing it. So you would do that part once you feel like you're done. You, then you would ask why are those things important for you? So why are they important? All the things you say, that what would be the benefits? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so why would those things be important to you? Yep. So I've done that. Next question would be, I would then look at what um, 
it would be the first action, if any. Mm. So what's the first thing from here now? So we know what the benefits are. We, we know why they're important. Yeah. What may be the next or first thing you could do? What's the first step, if any? Mm. And again, the language is important, if any, because I'm not saying you have to do them. I'm just saying what may be the first step, if any, that yep. you might want to take. Mm. And if you run through that process and you do those questions, you'll find a profound way that you'll get yourself to do the things that you've been resisting or putting off. Or if you work with somebody else, even as a, a potential client yep. with weight loss and you did that same process and they've had a history of yo-yo dieting or putting weight on, taking it off, you, you will find that you'll get a way better result for that person. They'll be more self-motivated and they'll get the change a lot more rapidly than if you just did that. What you should do is... Yep. What I should do, hey, yeah. I should do this. Yeah. I should go for a run. I, really I should, should yeah. I should do should call those leads. The list goes on. I should you know? really on about business. I should read that book. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a good approach to do the should if you don't want to change. Mm. So if you like the idea of staying stuck and where you are now, not moving forward, just keep telling yourself you should do something, and, <laughs> and your future's mapped out. <laughs> if you're fucking sick of that method because you know that don't work, yeah. And Einstein said it's just insanity to keep repeating the same thing and expect a different result. Yeah. Maybe take the one that I explained for a world. Yeah. Well, why might you? Yeah. Might want to try that one I just explained. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't have to do it, but. Why might you want to try that method I just ran you through? Yeah, beautiful, man. Thanks for sharing. It's so, um, in, in some ways, can come across and seem so simple, and but so eloquent. And there's so much, uh, you know, that sits underneath that, which is uh, yeah. able to tap into the subconscious and, more importantly, get really positive shift. And so, yeah, twenty years to make it sound really simple, <laughs> and that's like with any right. When somebody's really good at something to make it look simple, that's twenty years for them to explain it like yeah, simple. And that's how you know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's in- incredibly powerful. So over to you, gang, listening in. So that's. That's you, you. You got some tools. You got some methods, and it's really up to you now to, to decide what do you do with it. You know. So then the the ball's in your court, and it's just really up for you to run with it from now. Awesome. That was great. That wraps us up, mate. Thanks very much. I love it. I, I um, just you know I always get pumped up listening to it, and it's exciting for me, and I, I learn and grow along the way. So I want to thank you for sharing. Pleasure. And, and uh, mate, looking forward to those uh, who are joining us uh, in Bali this year. We've got 23 people booked in already. We'll take 30 people. So those of you who want to come and join us, hey, our door is wide open. If anything we've said has resonated with you, then, yeah, come and join us on the ride. Love it. All right, gang, we are wrapping up. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Ignite Your Ultimate Success Podcast. Mm-hmm.